So what's up? Oh, what isn't up? Uh, I'm simply having a very uh, lazy sun- Sunday. And by Sunday, I mean Saturday. <laughs> it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Or Saturday to call it Sunday. <laughs> That's true. That meme is about me just moments ago. I, I have had a ridiculously busy Saturday, on the other hand. I... Woke up early so that I could get my chores out of the way so that I'd have ample time to watch the things I needed to watch today for my podcast and do my podcast. Uh, and I had my stuff done by like 11. And then I was like, okay, dad, there was this one thing that you needed me to help with. Uh, let's go take care of that. And then he said, hold on, you can't do any. You have to stand here and wait for I'll be done. I'll be ready to do that in like 10 minutes. So don't go anywhere. And then two hours later, we finished that job. I went to go get a car battery and I had to pay 150 fucking dollars for it. And I am so fucking sick and tired of owning a car. It is the worst thing in the world. I'm sorry. I know I've had a very long day and I'm very stressed out. I fucking hate having a car. It is the worst thing in the world. That sounds stressful. Uh, And and it sounds like you've had a, it sounds like you've had a terrible day. Or and not like, get, or like a, a a big day, a lot of day. Yeah, and then I got home and I sat down in front of my computer and I watched Jujutsu Kaisen and I took my notes on it and then I recorded a two-hour episode of Special Grade Snacks and then I took a break from my computer for an hour, I ate dinner, I did the dishes, and then I came back upstairs to watch Phantasm and I couldn't watch it on Amazon despite the fact that it was listed as being available for streaming with my parents' Amazon Prime account, so that's fine. I just had to watch it on Crackle, which meant that every 10 minutes it was interrupted by some dynamically inserted ads, which meant that in the middle of a really creepy scene, it would just pop up and be like, hey, it's time for a Capital One ad and also an ad for chicken soup for the soul dog food. Chicken I also got... I also got an ad for Chicken Soup for the Soul uh, book, just uh, like just like a Chicken Soup for the the newest Chicken Soup for the Soul book. You did send me an image that I'm definitely just kind of staring at of the of this Chicken Soup for the Soul pet food ad, which has two puppies, uh, and two then the, next to two it, of the it, most depressed. Well, one of the most depressed looking corgis you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, they really? look. They look bummed out, but it also says the word puppy next to them. So <laughs> it does. It, that. In case I ever got confused. Yeah, those are puppy. They are definitely puppy, and I'm thrilled that I'm thrilled that that's settled and sorted. There's also there's also a girl behind them who's got a foot that's like pointing like 45 degrees inward, which is like I don't I just like you gotta you gotta correct your child's stance from an age that young, or else they're gonna have fo- like listen. My parents didn't correct my stance, and now I got fucking duck feet. I joke. That's a that's actually not anything my parents could have done to stop. I just have fucking my feet are at a 45 degree angle at all times. If I point my to- if I point my feet directly forward, my knees bend in where it looks like I have to piss. Well, that's uh, it sounds like they it sounds like Chicken Soup for the Soul pet food has their <laughs> next standing in the background of this shot uh, model sorted out. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got the uh, you got the narrow toed girl. You now get ready for the wide toed dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, representation. Fin- the representation that I that we've all been waiting for. Um, at, la- at last, chicken soup for the puppy is finally real. And <laughs> chicken, chicken soup for the puppy is here. <laughs> They're marketing to girl bosses, gatekeepers, and gaslighters. They're doing of which it. I am at, of which I am at least one of those, considering I am a, I am girlish and the the boss of this podcast. You are the bo- you you are for the next two hours. You're my boss, and uh, I have to report. Oh God, on I my- hope this- I hope this podcast doesn't go for two fucking hours. I will. We will try not to go for two hours. I but I do have a lot of uh, things to say about the movie. Because the thing is that today is also mine and my girlfriend's third anniversary, and they're at work right now. Uh, they should be getting home around like ten ish my time, which is about an hour from now. 
this is probably getting cut, but um, I would just like to have some gas in the tank left to spend with my <laughs> to spend with my partner on our on our special day. Of course, of course. Well, no worries. Okay. Well, let me just look at my notes and uh, uh, delete d- delete the half of the notes that I have on Reggie's fucking haircut. <laughs> now we can talk about Reggie's doo Well, we can't talk about Reggie's doo doo ass hair yet because we're still in the cold open. Yes, but- that's true. Uh, but I can wish you a happy anniversary. Thank you. The theme music is going to go here because the episode's going to start now. Wow. Destiny fan podcast. I'm your guardian, Sarah, and joining me is a friend who we've all who we all know. Uh, it's Bean. Hi, I'm here to talk about the movie called Phantasm. The movie called Phantasm. Did you like my Destiny joke? Because there's, the, the, there's the orb. Oh, Destiny does have orbs, doesn't it? I don't know a lot about Destiny, but I know that oh, it, there's. I, th- I, th- guns. I thought you were a Des- I think I'm mixing you up with Sam, and because I always see that Sam is in Sam is always in my sidebar, and it's sidebar, and it says Sam is playing Destiny too. That and you Destiny do, you do have, like, Sorry, you do have like similar looking avatars from a glance. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we both have like white backgrounds and then like a funny little guy yeah. in the middle. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that would be Sam. I play little to no Destiny Two, and I don't know anything about it. But yeah, you're, uh, an o- you're an Overwatch head. Yeah, I do play Overwatch with my friends, and I have a pretty all right time as long as I just don't think about the lore for longer than a second. Yeah. Yeah, first person shooter games are first person shooter games are interesting. I, uh, I, I, I went back to playing TF2 with with some friends a few months ago, and I, I, I hadn't played Overwatch in like a year and a half or so, maybe longer. Mm. Um, but still, it was my last like FPS that I'd felt that I'd spent a lot of time with. I mean, that and Apex, I guess. Right. Um, but you know, Apex is a battle royale. That's different. Anyways, um, and I just felt like. For, for a brief, for a couple of hours, I just felt extremely naked without an ultimate to build to. And I was like, oh, fuck, I can't just, like, do chip damage and then press Q to do a big move. I have to actually aim my shots. And then three hours later, I was like, wait, aiming my shots actually rules. I like playing I like playing this game when I don't have to worry about someone's fucking insta-kill ability every five seconds. That's true. One thing that Team Fortress 2 has is uh, fun to play. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what, critic- that's what F that's what F two P stands for. Fun to fun play. To play. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Overwatch costs forty dollars still. Yeah, because it's not fun to play. <laughs> oh god, um, god, Overwatch still costing money is such a fucking comedy joke. It's strange. Um, we probably don't have time to get into Overwatch two, but it does look like I, shit. It does look like shit, kind of. Like I saw you, you saw the side by sides, right? The side by sides were like nothing. <laughs> they're 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 not the only one that's anything is that Genji is wearing sweats and a comfy sweater now. Yeah, Genji got cozy, and you know what? Good for Genji, <laughs> but nobody else is doing anything. Like Tracer has a new 
suit on, I guess. Yeah, she's got cool. she's got a slightly different leggings design. Wow. I I literally when I saw the new when I saw the Overwatch 2 May art, I was literally like, wait, isn't that what she looked like in the first game? And I guess that's just a uh, a testament to how long it's been since I played the first game, but um they made McCree white as shit. <laughs> they sure did. They Like he he was he was like he, he was definitely not a Caucasian man in that first game, but they just fucking put him in the bleach tank. Yeah. I can't imagine paying money for Overwatch 2. They finally put a black woman in it, though, so that's nice of them. Oh, that's sheesh. <laughs> they, they, Better late than never, I say through they, gritted teeth and didn't through put, normal voice. <laughs> well, actually, it is never, because they never did put a black woman in Overwatch. Oh, yeah, they never did. But I this was going to be in Overwatch 2. <laughs> Oh, cool! Thanks, 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 guys. I'm glad I, that I, I, I haven't paid I attention just, to I haven't paid attention to the releases, but like that is true, right? Like the the because there was there yeah. was Anna who's Egyptian, Sombra yes. who's Mexican. Yes, they um, have a number of they not have a number of women of color, but no black women. Uh, Orisa um, was manufactured by a black girl, but yeah. she's not in the game. You can just you can you can only play as the. I love Orisa. She's a cool. Ro- she's a centaur robot, and she yeah. does she does one of her one of her uh, play of the game animations is she like turns around and scoops dirt like she's a dog who just took a poop. Yeah, Orisa <laughs> and Junkrat are my mains, so to speak, and yeah. uh, I like to play as Orisa. But also, I do always think about that Blizzard image that famously has just like three relatively normal looking like white women next to each other and saying like we we innovated through diversity and it's just like man what do you don't 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 and it's and it's also cringe because i think about a time when like i think when overwatch came out i probably would have thought like wow this game has like girls in it this is this is so powerful cool uh and now uh and now i'm simply I simply do not see it. Yeah, you you simply do not see it. You just stand back and press the fucking rip tire button and the uh, oh, I didn't play with Ori so long enough to remember what any of her moves are called, but it's fine. Uh, she puts down a drum, and everybody likes it. Oh yes, in my it, when I saw it, I always pictured the um. Did you ever see um? Uh, what was the what was the um? What was the Val Kilmer Batman? Batman Forever? Uh, Batman Forever. I have not seen yeah. Batman Forever. Ah, oh, damn. The um, the, the 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 mind control devices that the Riddler uses looks exactly like the Orisa uh, uh, Ultimate thing. That's what she does. She controls everybody's minds. Uh, to which say, is... She she puts a command into their mind that says do more damage. Oh God, we're past the ten minute mark. We spent too much time talking about Overwatch. That's fine. <laughs> do you want to talk about the horror movie that we watched? Yeah, this week we watched. Um, this was a bad movie to watch at the end of a long day. I don't think it was like. <laughs> Okay, that's not that's not correct. This is a bad movie to watch and have to take notes on at the end of a long day. If I was yes. watching this just to like fucking vibe through, I I think I would have had a really good time. I but can't the, I can't imagine your ad situation movie, helped either. <laughs> no, it didn't. The pace at which this movie moves is like blistering at times. Yeah, the movie moves. It, the movie is ninety minutes long and it fucking goes at a clip. I uh, I, I I said to you uh, before we started recording that I um. That uh, I I would I, I took my, my eyes off the screen for twenty seconds at one point, and when I refocused, uh, they were talking about gnomes being crushed by gravity, and they were slave gnomes. They do, and- they do. That is a conclusion that is reached. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. The movie's just kind of like 
all ideas uh and no like all killer no filler but also like the god i don't even know where to start with this movie because it's it not even it's so dense with filler. just stuff there's a little bit of filler yeah. uh but but uh wait hold on you're not t- you're you're telling you're telling me the scene of Reggie and Jody uh playing the guitar together is uh not uh intrinsic and necessary for the plot it is actually intrinsic and necessary for the plot because that introduces the tuning fork thing that causes Reggie to put his hands on the tuning fork thing in the weird hell dim- in the weird hell phantasm dimension later on that's true that is true um that's why that scene is in the movie i think that is why that scene is in the movie because they do flash back to it oh god yeah i guess this movie yeah all right you're right this movie makes perfect sense yeah um i picked we, this we movie because I, I i like how like like this is the, when i first saw this movie i was kind of like 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 my history with horror movies is i was baby for most of my life uh yeah. about them i don't like i i was like don't don't scare me please don't but then around, like, when, like, the so-called, like, you know, new wave of prestige horror was coming around, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, all good. Like, like I... in the, like, what, 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 what defines that era for you, I'm curious? Like, what is the start of that era of prestige horror? Um, I think about, like, just kind of, uh, for me, the first horror movie, the first, like, you know, horror movie of that genre that I saw and remember liking was The Babadook. Uh, mm, and yeah. then, uh, I think I ended up going into, like, It Follows, uh, I think Get Out ca- kind of counts in that, uh, in that genre, like, um, and then once, once I got into those, uh, I was like, okay, let's go back and, like, watch some older stuff and see if this is good, and I kind of watched, you know, some John Carpenter, David Cronenberg, very, like, very, like, babies just getting into horror type shit. David Cronenberg uh, is a hell of a grab for your babies dating into horror type. Like, like I mean, I, I Cronenberg is like a well known name, but that doesn't mean that he is like he loves to he loves to be fucking he just loves to be he's he loves he, to he be on that body horror. He simply has some anxieties about the body, and who amongst us uh, doesn't? I have constantly those. have anxieties about my body. It's I, called dysphoria, David. It Look is it called up. it is called dysphoria, and uh, uh, but yeah, David Gronenberg is like obviously all the, I, I I I liked it, and I liked the John Carpenter stuff, and I liked all that, and then uh, Phantasm kind of came up, and kind of. I didn't really know what to make of it, but I did like enjoy it. Uh, I um the the so I had to watch this on Crackle because I had like I said earlier my Amazon problems. The the slug the like the fucking description line on Crackle for this is hold on let me let me pull this up because I want to be able to just read it verbatim. Uh, Why it crackles, which is apparently a thing that they put on all of their movies. Before Slenderman, there was Tall Man, and he terrified the crap out of nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> Wow, yes, they're right, they're right, this does predate Slenderman, wow, they're on the pulse. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, that rocks. Uh, speaking of crackle, let me crack open this Ooh, can of Appy Cider. Let's go! Yum. Sippy sippy. <laughs> I'm always saying sippy sippy to myself every time I take one of these sippy sippies. I love to, there is nothing in my life that I love more than to take a freaking sippy. Oh my god, take a freaking sippy, babes. I'm um, always saying this. You are, and I hear it, and I agree, and I nod. Um, so, this movie opens with this guy who just looks like a fucking 
must he just has this handlebar mustache. He looks like shit. Just absolute dirtbag looking guy. Lot fucking of, some girl in the graveyard. Lot of lot of lot of guys who look like shit in this movie. <laughs> lot of lot of lot of <laughs> yeah. kings who look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're fucking in the graveyard like how you normally do. Uh. And then uh, I think the 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 girl uh, stabs him, kills him. And that's, and then we pretty much smash cut to Tom, to, we learn his name is Tommy, and we smash cut to Tommy's funeral. Yep. Tommy, Tommy drinking a 40 in the death basket. And we meet uh, Jody and Reggie, who are the, they were like part of a trio with him, I guess. I'm I'm guessing they were like a little band or something based on the fact that we see Jody and Reggie playing music together later. But I don't remember if they actually like say for sure what they what their relationship to him was yeah they're friends but like beyond that uh it's unclear we do know yeah. that reggie and uh jody are in a band though uh boy that do we true. ever know mm-hmm. um so they go to a few so they go to to tommy's funeral uh and jody's kind of uh, uh wait which one is jody the kid brother or no michael is jody's kid brother we find out yeah. Uh, and Michael is spying on the funeral from the bushes, uh, like how you normally do. Uh, and they, uh, he's watching the, the ceremony. They bring out the coffin. Uh, and then, uh, the undertake, then after everybody leaves and then, mm-hmm. and then out comes presumably the undertaker who, uh, is the famous tall man who predates Slenderman. Uh, we and love he, this tall man who predates Slenderman. He's the one thing you got to know about the tall man. This motherfucker's tall. He's tall as shit. He's very tall. Um, there's a really good um, moment pre-funeral where like uh, Jody is just kind of wandering around the like mausoleum at the center of this graveyard, mm-hmm. uh, and the 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 mausoleum looks. Uh, looks very striking. Everything's like very. I love uh, the look of the mausoleum. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, everything's like like all the walls are made out of like the same kind of like granite that you might find on a tacky kitchen island. Yeah, like yep. um, and so he's just kind of like wandering around and like he hears some snarls but kind of doesn't really pay it any mind. And then the tall man kind of sneaks up on him, grabs him on the shoulder. And, uh, says in a fucking scary voice, the funeral's about to begin, sir. <laughs> he does uh, say that, huh? Uh, and the... Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm, 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 I'm stumbling over my words. So, um, th- yeah, they have the funeral for Tommy, and then we get, like, this thing of, uh, uh, Jody's kid, right? Mikey? Mike? Uh, Jody's little brother, yeah. Jody's little brother, not kid. I, I mm-hmm. assumed a kid because of the age difference, but that does that does make sense with their relationships. Yes. Um. So he is like spying on the funeral from far away with his binoculars because he, he rolled up on his fucking little his shitty little dirt bike. <laughs> he has such <laughs> a just, shitty little dirt bike. I'm really just imagining the fucking um the the fucking I think you should leave. Oh, this bike's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think about Bozo dubbed over every fucking day of my life. I think, of, I think about it. I, I constantly, every single time I log onto my computer, I say to myself, Oh, fuck, a clown pewter. <laughs> oh, fuck, a clown pewter is one of the most perfect sentences ever. It's truly the cellar door of my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, clown pewters, uh, this uh, Michael is acting like a clown... Uh, right clown now, pooper. 
He's acting. He's acting like a clown pooper. You're exactly right. <laughs> Um, because he, he, he rides in, uh, the, we, we, they flash back to this later, but I just want to talk about it now. Cause there's a scene where he's like riding his dirt bike through the graveyard <laughs> and then the, the, the tall man just looks at him and, uh, explodes his bike. He just does that. <laughs> he does his over B and projectile attacks, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the dirt bike with his mind. He does, he does invisible PK fought. He does, he does fucking Zelda's side B and does not release pr- the projectile until it reaches, uh, <laughs> until it reaches the bike. It's like Yoshikage Kira detonating the, the, the fucking stray, stray cat bomb. God, there is like, uh, there is like a JoJo energy to the tall man. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll get into the fucking, uh, we'll get into the fucking metal spheres later, but those feel like so much like a discarded, like, I, I feel like Araki has just like, it's just like holding those on the fucking burner somewhere. Like he has, he's going to have someone who just sends murder spheres after people. Yeah, they're extremely a remote control stand, uh, vibe for sure. Yeah. Also, I have to say with the amount of which like those spheres are associated with this movie, I really expected them to do more thing than, more things than just kill a guy who was on screen for five minutes and then to get exploded by a shotgun i'll tell i'll tell you what i went into this movie my first time knowing absolutely nothing about it uh and those spheres they hit different they they because until well you know what we'll get to it we'll 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 get get we'll, we'll get there um we learn in a scene where um uh jody is working on i think jody's fixing his car and chatting with reggie uh, and Jody basically kind of lays out Jody and Michael's situation, which is that their parents passed away a couple of years ago, and that uh, uh, Jody's been taking care of Michael, but Michael has been kind of following him uh, everywhere for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jody's planning on leaving town and leaving Michael with uh, with uh, with like a relative or something. Uh, and he gets the sense that, that Michael, uh, already knows this maybe, and is, yeah. uh, uh, basically this is why, uh, Michael is kind of following everybody around, like, from a distance with binoculars, uh, because he's right. just kind of, he's, uh, just kind of hasn't processing, like, trauma like normal, I think. Yeah. It's, is how, it's is how you're meant reg- to say it. It's a regular feeling that this kid's having. Um, yeah. uh, Mikey, uh, Mikey goes to a fucking the the lady in Lavender's house, right? That's that's who this is that he goes to see. Yes, he goes to see Psychic Grandma. <laughs> he goes to see Psychic Grandma, and there is a red right hand uh, imprinted on the sign uh, on uh, out in front of their house. And I really am wondering if that means anything. I, you know, it probably does. Here's the thing: I do like this movie, but if you expected me to like provide like helpful context <laughs> to the goings on, uh, you're shit out of luck. I'm afraid because uh i st- i i went into this movie like a second time hoping that like kind of like 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 now that i would you know since this wasn't my first time i was hoping kind of like oh this will you know maybe now that i know what i'm what to expect it'll make a bit more sense uh mm-hmm. and and no not really <laughs> uh the um the, the the are you familiar with the origin of red right hand i am not uh it's a paradise lost thing uh it's about satan Ooh. so that's Whenever there's a red right hand, there's normally something being intended by the cinema by the cinnamon topographers. Ah, oh, so he's saying that this is the devil's house. This is the devil's house, or maybe the devil. Maybe it's a house where they ward the devil off. 
That's entire. Well, no, it's a red right hand, so that would mean it was probably the devil's house if it means anything. If if it's I, it's either between like the devil the the devil's hand or uh the it's nothing. Here's the thing. I think this movie moves at too fast a clip for there to be like any like themes. <laughs> That's my, true. My, my thesis of this movie is that this movie doesn't have time for themes. It just has cool images <laughs> and ideas that it wants to show you. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is great. I think all the images and ideas in the movie are really cool. Uh, but I don't, but I couldn't for the life of me tell you what they add up to. Uh, other than, other than a hell of a vibe. It's, this this Kong's one hell of a vibe. (laughs) There we go. It's very wow cool something. It's, it's so wow cool something. (laughs) But so so Mikey goes to the fortune teller and grandma gr- the grandma's granddaughter is like hey mikey stick your hand in this box and mikey's like okay and he sticks his hand in the box <laughs> and the box like starts to hurt him and it's the fucking what is it in dune the fucking yeah, it's, it's fear it's the fear is the mind killer thing yeah fear is the mind killer it's not the gomja bar is it i only know that because it was in the trailer for the upcoming dune movie ah um, okay I, I only have a very, I only have a very passing knowledge of Dune. Basically, that's just kind of entirely based on what people have referenced about Doom. I hear a lot about Gamjabar. I hear a lot about Spice. I hear a lot about Fear is the Mind Killer, and I hear a lot about Sandworms. I really don't know anything else outside of that. Everything I know, I know Oscar about- Isaac's got cake in the new movie. He does, and thank God. Uh, the only thing I know about Dune is ne- from playing Dune the board game regularly with a group of friends. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Dune the board game, pretty fucking fun. God, I just remembered this fucking Harry Potter board game that I used to play with my friends as a kid. Well, not my friends. They weren't my friends. They were... And I don't say that as an attempt to distance myself from them. I say they would not have referred to me as their friend. I was just there because their mother babysat me and my sister. Yes, classic um, classic of child where you're just kind of around other children. Yeah. Um, and we... the the I... I <laughs> A lot of the game was strategy, but the thing at the very end required you to answer a trivia question correctly to win, so I never won because I was the only one who did not know Harry Potter trivia, because I was the only kid in the circle who had not read it. That does sound like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that's not even, that's not the worst video game, that's not the worst board game that I played as a kid. I've mentioned it on the show before, but I was, um, I was obsessed with The Apprentice as a child, you know, mm. the Donald, the Donald Trump sh- TV yep. show. Yep, yep, famous. Um... I had the board game for that. Wow. And it was not a board game as much as it was a uh, uh, kind of like a kind of like a slightly higher tech spin speak and spin where you pressed a button to start the game and you uh, had like three different piles of cards that all had barcodes on them, one for money amounts, one for jobs and one for contestants. And you divided everything into, you divided your guys into, you divided 12 guys into two teams, and then you got to make them do jobs, and you got to swipe them. They all had different stats with, like, charisma and selling power and all these other things. And then you would say, you, like, uh, you would say, okay, this job is, uh, this job is, uh, like, closing the deal on a house. And you have selected Michael, and then Donald Trump would be, and then you Donald uh, a pre-record clip of Donald Trump would come out of the shitty speaker, and it would be like, "That's a, I think Michael's a pretty good pick for this job." <laughs> or wow, wow, you picked Donovan. I can't say I agree with you on that. Wow, uh, licensed board games, eh? Bad. Yeah, when I was um, none of my friends ever played it with me, so I would just sit in my room and play it alone. That 
is uh, an image that I'm going to think about for a very long time. Uh, when it's I was home for it's the, the holidays. saddest. It's by, like, as someone who was extremely bullied as a child, it's absolutely the saddest thing about my childhood by a country mile. Like, just a child sitting in their room alone, playing the two-person Donald Trump The Apprentice game because none of, her, none of their friends would touch it. For sale, apprentice board game, played alone. <laughs> played alone? <laughs> for sale player two an apprentice board game <laughs> please uh, someone play with me uh when i went home for the holidays i had to uh isolate for two weeks uh in the basement with my dad uh and uh as something to do uh we went through all of our family board games uh and boy did we ever have a shitload of board games uh including in fact the game of thrones licensed board game oh my uh, god i've played that it's not it's pretty good if you ask I, me my memory of the game of thrones board game is spending like the day learning how to play it because it's so like ornate and complicated yeah i i, I played it with um my friend uh, a couple of other of our a couple of our other friends and then my friend's dad uh, and then his dad, like, we, we, we all played for, like, an hour, and then at the end, his dad took, like, an extremely convoluted series of turns, and was like, okay, I win now. <laughs> and I that's was like, a, well, that's, that's how board games be. That's how nerd dads be like. Dads will win Game of Thrones board game. Dads born after 1995 only know one thing, <laughs> win board game and lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what happens next? Sorry, I got on that huge fucking tangent. No, uh, that's that's fine. I'm yeah, I'm, that's right. The, the grandmother said, "Fear is the killer." You want that's what we wanted to learn by making you put your hand in this box, Mikey. Yes, grandma says, "If it hurt, no, it didn't." Heart emoji. Yep. And then uh, we go to seeing uh, uh, Jody and Reggie playing guitar together. This scene fucking rocks. This it's is the so dudes good. rock scene. It's just dudes rock. It's so dudes rock. They literally, it's literally fucking Jody sitting on the porch wearing a dog shit fucking bowler hat uh strumming his acoustic guitar he's playing wonderwall and then reggie come, pull, pulls over and like just without missing a beat pulls out his own guitar like uh, uh, takes it all out of the case fully starts playing along and they just start fucking playing their song together at one point the guitar is fully cut out and they go oh in sync and it's good. Boy, is it ever good. Reggie and we is see, we see Re Reggie take take out his tuning fork which I've I've never actually seen a tuning fork in use. I've only ever like seen it used in like a science class or my, when my dad was like, "Hey kid, check this out." <laughs> because I yes. was like I was born after the existence of like the the widespread existence of electronic to electric tuners. Yes, tuning forks are extremely like a not real object to me. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, don't. You, they don't reel, and if they did, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, Seeing yeah. one of the like, I, I saw him pull out the tuning fork, and I was like, "What the fuck is he going to do with the tuning fork?" And then he used it to, to tune his guitar, and I was like, he, "Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. He's doing yeah. it for what his intended purpose is." Wow, yeah. what the heck? Um, um, then we so, get the, the the granddaughter right shows up in the mausoleum and she sees something gross in there, but I don't think we see what it is. No, she opens the door and goes ah, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't really see. I, we, she gets got, but we don't really see it in uh, detail. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie is edited together very weirdly. Um, not only does it move at a clip, it'll often kind of like jump back and forth between two like scenes chronologically. Um, yeah, but it's and we but love it's, it. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I personally like it. It, it, uh, helps, it, it gives the, it gives the movie its, uh, je ne sais quoi vibe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what happens after the, after she gets, uh, got? Uh, oh, there's more, uh, 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 Jody goes to fuck another girl in the graveyard. Uh, and there's a shot of the girl, uh, taking off her shirt and just a whole shot of, uh, her titties. And then it cuts to Michael watching from the bushes and just smiling about it. He's doing a big, he's doing a, he's doing sickos at this. Yes. Uh, but then Michael gets scared by some noises in the, in the, and also a guy in a hood. Also, he gets scared by a guy in a hood, starts running out screaming. Fucking uh, like then, a bat out of hell. And then Michael says, oh, oh, that's my, hold on, is that my brother? I gotta go uh, help him and make sure he's alright. And then we get some goofy fucking comedy music uh, <laughs> as uh, he chases him with his, like, pants down and his, like, dick flapping in the wind. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, and then he runs up on Mikey and was like, Mikey, what the fuck are you doing out here? And Mikey's like, brother, you gotta believe me, there was something fucked up and weird in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my and my and Jody says, "Yeah, right. You're just a kid. Go to bed. Get out of here." Um, the next scene, I believe, is uh, uh, Michael having a nightmare. Uh, this shot is good to me. Yeah, this shot's great because Mikey Mikey's laying down in bed, and then he wakes up, and all like the it's a really cool transition because like all the scenery has like gone all of, like the his room has gone from around him, and instead the. The tall man is standing over his bed, and a bunch of, like, hands from the graveyard come out and grab him. And then it cuts to the next morning, where he's, uh... Is this where he, like, is, like, chilling on the stairs with a shotgun? Yes. Yes. And, um... Uh, uh, Jody walks up and, like, just grabs the shotgun and just, like... Have you seen the Gus Johnson video of how they use shotguns in movies? No, I have not. It's pretty good. Uh, but the, 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 to the extent of just the, Jody takes the shotgun out of his hand, just like cocks it 12 times and makes all the shells come out. <laughs> very, very much owning the kid. Yeah. And the kid's like, listen, Jody, I gotta tell you something. And he tries to tell him again about the fucking curse, everything that's happening to him. The, yeah. the not curse the, sorry, I, I did a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen prep today that's that's uh, valid i'm constantly we'll, thinking of curse energy don't worry about we'll, it we'll we'll be talking about curse energy later on in this episode <laughs> that's true um so uh oh there's a line that i missed earlier when when mikey and jody are talking in the graveyard and mikey's like listen there was something out there it scared me mikey's jody's like yeah it was probably just a gopher in heat which is a really <laughs> funny throwaway thing for it to be <laughs> yeah that's there's definitely some like lines in this movie that i'm like who how how is this a way that a person talks right uh, and that's one of them there's also like later in the movie people keep calling people keep saying mother a lot like as in like oh be careful look out for that mother like 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 that motherfucker exactly i think it's supposed to be short for motherfucker but I like think, I, I think that actually is like an old parlance like i think that is like an actually old thing like I, yeah I, I, but I, a gopher in heat, I, I, I could ask my dad. Like, he was probably around Jody's age in 1979, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm sure that your dad would watch this movie and be like, yes, this is exactly how I remember the I mean, small dad, town American life. Yeah, I mean, my dad was a guitarist in his, well, he was a bassist, but he played guitar also. 
He was he was a bassist and a guitarist. He was friends with an ice cream uh, truck driver. Uh, he, he was a ba- he was a bassist uh, who in a band called the Electric Canoes. Oh, sorry, but that's sick. <laughs> uh, that rock. It, it is, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, we also get a shot of um. Uh, I think the next thing we see is Michael walking through the like streets. Uh, and then he just sees, like, the tall man just walking down the sidewalk opposite him. Yep, uh, the, the, the tall man takes a big puff of smoke coming out of the back of an ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, he takes a, he, he goes for a big stride, takes a big puff of, of, of smoke, and just vibes. It's a great shot, and it's also accompanied by a killer soundtrack. Yeah. Um, love, the tall, love the tall man's energy throughout this movie, honestly. Yeah, it's... It's he. He's just kind of like he. He's just kind of vibing his way through life, and I have to respect that. He's ostensibly the movie's like antagonist, but like he's just kind of like <laughs> he's just kind of like seems to go from place to place. Yeah, his um, vibes for the love of for the love of vibes, Montresor. For the love of vibes, um. There's a what's the next scene? I think that the next scene is in their garage, right? Yeah, where where Mikey is now underneath the car that uh, Jody was fixing earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and um, something's out there. Something's creeping around, and it kicks the jack out from under it, and like crushes Mikey temporarily beneath the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mikey sees someone's feet, and he like smashes it with a. What does he hit it with? It's um, I think it's a little hammer. Yeah, it's just a little hammer. It's just a little <laughs> hammer, and it does bonk dot wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He bonks it, and then it turns out that's Jody. And Jody that's says, Jody. "What the heck, my toesies? How dare oh, you? My little, my little toesies. I wasn't wearing steel-toed boots like is required on construction sites. I can't believe I was so foolish. Now I'm never gonna walk again. How will I ever use my five toes now? Because Jody is the Jody is um in uh I, I'm imagining Jody in like one of those fucking um you're you're Canadian, right? I'm Canadian. Um, are you familiar with that that uh, series of ads that they ran that was like about accident prevention? And there was like that one of the woman slipping with the big boiling pot of water in the kitchen, and there was that guy like getting electrocuted while working construction and everything. Is that ringing any bells to you? This sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't place it quite. A- anyways, Jody's just like I I I'm living a great life. Well, I'm about to be living a less great life because my. Because my little brother is about to smash my fucking toes to smithereens, and I'm never going <laughs> to run again, and I'm never going to complete the 400-meter dash that I've been training for my entire life. That's true, and that's sad. He has yeah. been training for the 400-meter dash his entire life. <laughs> he has been. But now he gets smashed, and he pulls Mikey out and says, What the heck did you do that for? And Mikey yeah. says, There was a guy in here. You crushed. I got crushed. I was scared. There's. You gotta believe me. There's There's a lot of, like, you gotta believe me, like, goosebumps-ass energy throughout at least the first half of this movie. Yeah. Um, and Mikey, uh, sorry, not Mikey, Jody says, uh, uh, Jody drops an R word here, which uh, is not great, but... Uh, Canceling him. Yeah, we're, so unfortunately, Jody's canceled. Um uh, and yeah, so ultimately, like, Michael just doesn't believe Jody at all. Uh, yeah. or sorry, Jody doesn't believe Michael at all. Uh, and then the next scene is Michael decides to sneak into the mausoleum, right? Yeah, because then we see, uh, we see, um, he, yeah, he sneaks into the mausoleum and he hides in a coffin for a little bit and he sees this other guy who, uh, 
I who does he look like? He does. He looks like somebody that I can't place, but he's not I, an important guy. Yeah, he's not an important guy. I actually have no idea what role this guy plays at all. He um, like shows up to talk to the tall man, and then he I uh, gets chased down. Like, uh, so the, he shows up to talk to the tall man, and yes. then almost opens the coffin that Mikey is hiding in, but uh, then doesn't because the tall man shows up and says, "Hey, bud, I'm here. Let's go talk." Yes. Um, and then um, Mikey gets held down by this guy later. Yeah. While this, while the, while the murder sphere is coming at him. Yes. But Mikey takes the biggest fucking bite out of this guy's arm I've ever seen. Yeah, he takes a chomp out of this Neil Young looking ass. Uh, I have him <laughs> written down in my notes as Neil Young looking ass. So, uh, yeah. to me, I guess he looked like Neil Young. But uh, yeah, he takes a bite out of Neil Young, and uh, then for whatever reason, these uh, floating. Uh, silver orbs uh, come and one of them just gets two knives out of it and stabs Neil Young in the square in the dome. Yeah, and the, then the knives are just for positioning and then a little drill comes out of the center and like drills into his face and expels all of the blood and guts out the back like it's pooping them. <laughs> it does that and it's a pretty fucked up image. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good though. I like it. It's, it's, it did, it's, you know, it's good gore when it makes me, ugh. When it makes yeah. me, ugh, that's the, how you the, know it's like good. when like it drills into his like, f- you see like the drill go into his flesh. It's like it's like shocking, kind of. Yeah, it's like way more shocking than I thought. Like than like anything we've seen as of yet, for sure. And it's honestly, a- yeah, and honestly, in the rest of this movie, if I'm being honest, like nothing, yes. nothing is quite so beautifully gory as that one shot of. Yeah, I, that's- I understand. Like I, I get why the the silver ball became such an icon of this film. Absolutely, it does. It deserves all the praise it gets, and I can't yeah. wait to play a Silver Orb in the next upcoming Smash DLC. <laughs> Let's fucking go, Silver Orb for Smash. Silver Orb drills its way in. Silver Orbs, Silver, Silver Orbs. It's Christmas time. It's in time in the graveyard. Uh, so the so. That happens, and the so Neil Young. So that Neil, happened. Neil Young is dead. Uh, Michael is standing over the body, and then the tall man sees him, yep, and Michael literally, and Michael literally says, "Uh." It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That didn't make me laugh. <laughs> uh, it's really good. I liked to see it. God, it rocks. Um, so uh, tall man chases chases Michael. Michael escapes barely. Um, Michael even smashes. Uh, M- Michael manages to, I think, close a big door behind the tall man. But the tall man manages to get his hand stuck in the door. Yeah, and uh, his hand. There's. It's a fun looking prosthetic. Honestly, like this prosthetic kind of looks with about the same reality as it would be if you like filled a uh, like if you filled like a glo- a nitrile glove with like water and like slammed a door on it that's about the that's about the reality with which we're working here but i like it i like the fucking extremely fakeness of it yeah it definitely works i think the orb has like a extreme fakeness quality to it as well but like there's something so unreal about it that it kind of like over underflows and becomes fucked up again for my brain yeah very, uh, I, I agree and the the fingers have a similar energy because what happens is uh mikey takes a knife Chops off the fingers, and then the yes. fingers are bleeding mustard. The fingers are bleeding mustard, and it's gross. But he does manage to—he does manage to steal a fingy. 
He ta- he steals a fingy, uh, and the fingy is like still moving. He steals a fingy, t- takes it in his box. Uh, you know, more Jujutsu Kaisen uh, comparisons to be had here for all. It's literally you, uh, just it's literally just the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen where there is a finger in a box. Yeah, what if there was a fingy? Uh, G- Akutama Gege saw this and was like, "Oh shit, okay, I think I know how to start. I think I know what the st- what the inciting inc- incident in my story is now." Hmm. What if the fingy was old? What if the fingy had a evil little guy in it? Yeah, um, and there were twenty of them. There's a okay. There's a scene immediately after fingy mode where uh, uh, I think Michael gives Jody the finger, like or shows him the finger. He doesn't like flip him off. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he, yeah, he shows he shows him the like alive fingy, and uh, and Jody immediately without missing a beat just says, "All right, I believe you." <laughs> Yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> immediately on board. I, yep. I like I like that he's just shown something irrefutable and is immediately just like, all right, some something fucked up is going on. Let's 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 get down to brass tacks. Yeah. Um he uh he 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 uh they they are like, all right, let, where are they fucking going? Do they need to bring the fingy? They I think bring the fingy. I don't think they go to the graveyard yet, because the fingy turn ends up like like turning into the uh, monster, uh, an evil fly. Yeah, an evil yeah. fly that tries to kill Mikey, uh, and yeah. that's when Reggie shows up and get and they get Reggie on board by showing uh, Mikey almost getting killed by this thing. Yes, uh, good physical acting in this in this scene where you see like the puppet of the like black fly, and it looks it looks pretty silly, but uh, it it like. What ends up happening is they, like, catch it in a jacket, and then they're, like, you know, like, the fly is supposedly, like, swinging them around and, like, f- like, like, they're trying to, like, wrestle control of the, f- of the fly, but it's so out of control. Um, mm-hmm. uh, good scene, and Reggie comes, in- Reggie, my, my favorite thing is the way Reggie comes into this scene, and he's just, like, fucking, like, sh- shooting the shit. He's just like, hey guys, what's going on? I came yeah. over to borrow a little, uh, whatever. Ah. Reggie is yep. the f- fucking funniest character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He he's shows just, up, plays his guitar, drives his ice, drives his silly little ice cream truck. Has uh, a shitty, has shitty hair. He, his hair sucks shit. He's, ba- he's balding. He's got like a little ponytail that's bad to look at. Yep. All of these things are so, all of these things are extremely true. God. Respect, respect Reggie. Respect Reggie. Very few left. Very few left. Um, okay. So, all together, uh... That, we, we, um, Jody is gonna head off to the cemetery with Reggie and is like, Hey, uh, you stay here, here's a gun for ya, uh, only pull out the gun if you're intended to shoot, and only shoot if you're intended to kill. Uh, Mm. basically, uh, don't pull the thing out unless you plan to bang. Don't even bang unless you plan to hit something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he also has a really fun line here, which is, Warning shots are bullshit. Only shoot if you want to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a, it's such a, I'm, it's such a, like, I'm the cool older brother moment. Right. (laughs) It really is. God, it, 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 it rocks. I've never, I've never, I've never handled a gun before, but if I ever do, I'll, I'll keep that advice in mind. <laughs> Warning shots are bullshit. Watch out if Bean, watch out if Bean comes strapped. <laughs> uh, so they decide they're going to go, uh, sneak into the mausoleum once again to try yep. to, to try to solve the mystery. And Jody, like, crawls into the basement, and he gets, like, attacked from behind by the fucked up mask-hooded monster. Yes. And uh, he, like, 
he like fucking contorts his body to position the gun. Like he basically like like holds the gun like six feet in front of him. Like not six, like he holds the gun two feet in front of him and like one foot above his head, aims it backwards and pulls the trigger, yeah. putting a hole directly in this monster's head. Which is hell great. of a shot. Once yeah. one in a million shot, and this is why I trust his advice about guns because he clearly yeah. knows what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so he so I think that is that our first time like actually seeing one of the like monsters? I think it is, right? I think so. Yeah, we saw like a silhouette of it in the uh in the graveyard when Mikey got attacked, but mm-hmm. Uh so they so they sneak into the mausoleum, kill one of these guys and then immediately leave. <laughs> they just fucking bounce. I'm not sure what their like goal was. <laughs> yeah, but then um they try to leave, uh, and uh, a driverless car shows up and tries to hit Jody. Yeah. But then, um, but then Mikey shows up with the car because he's like, "Okay, I had to help my brother with. My- I had to take this into my own two hands and help my bro." Hell yeah. Uh, and so there's just like a five minute scene of them driving down some fucking road while uh, Mikey's Mikey's behind the wheel, which is mm-hmm. great. Great brothership you've got yep. going on here. Um, and then, he, uh, uh, Jody's, like, standing out of the sunroof, just, like, fucking shooting. <laughs> it's, it's good to look at. It's a really, uh, great little car chase. Um, and it ends with them successfully blowing up the ghost car. And they investigate, and the driver was one of those, uh, dwarves. And they uncover his hood, and they recognize the face of the dwarves. Why, it's Tommy, who was fucking in the graveyard at the very start of the movie, and then died. Yep. It's uh-huh. their friend. Uh, uh, my my notes at this point when I, this is it's been like twenty minutes since Orb has been around, and I was like, "Is Orb coming back? Where is Orb?" <laughs> Whenever Orb is not on the screen, all the characters should be asking, "Where is Orb?" I'm always asking, "Where the fuck is Orb?" Give me my Orb, and nobody gets hurt. Um, don't don't then, talk to yeah. me until I've had my knife drill. Don't orb. don't talk to me until I've had my silver my silver drill uh, brain hell orb. That's true. I'm saying this every day. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they've. They, I at this point, do they? I feel like there's a lot of like characters kind of reaching conclusions that I wouldn't have necessarily reached in this movie because I think the next thing that happens is they figure out like they realize like oh what they're what what what's happening is that they're taking bodies and they're crushing them to make them monsters, uh, which I. If you sure. fucking say so. Yeah, right? Like, just, yeah, sure. Go, sure. go, go off. If you say so. Um, they, uh, for whatever reason, uh, Jody says, all right, Michael, it's not safe for you to stay here anymore. I'm going to drop you off at, like, this thrift store who's a friend of a friend or something. Uh, so Michael's hanging out at a thrift store that has bad, weird energy to it. Uh-huh. Uh, and Michael ends up... Uh, uh, finding some old photos, uh, including one old photo of guess who? The tall man, and then like the camera zooms in on the tall man, and the it, like he turns to face the camera, and it it's fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, God, I love that shot. It's so it makes no sense, but it rocks. Uh, God, and so and he's like and he's like wearing like a little like top hat and he's driving a horsey carriage. It's so I guess the implication is the tall man is immortal. I like that the tall man apparently has been around all this time, and only now is this like is, did someone notice like hey something's weird about this place that right. has the no. only town's funerals. 
no one has no one has thought about anything up until now. <laughs> there's one brain cell, and the whole town's sharing it. And th- there's one brain cell, and it's it belongs to little Mikey over here. It belongs to little Mikey. He's using it, and he's and he's 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 milking it for all it's worth. Yeah, because he gets locked in his room later by Jody, because Jody is like, "You're not fucking helping me, kid." Uh, I, I know this is jumping ahead, but I'm just fucking. By all so, means. Uh, so th- this is like when they're going in for the final showdown, right? When Jody is yes. like, "Okay, Mikey, you have to stay behind." And he like locks the kid in his room and sticks a screwdriver in the door for. I I don't is that does that did that jam it somehow I it don't mu- understand it, it, it must have I I I this is another thing of like you know what I I I don't know the history of locks and doors I'll trust I'll trust you on this one Phantasm the history of locks doors and all sorts of other things <laughs> um but then Mikey uses his uses the brain cell to staple to like <laughs> tape a, a a fucking firecracker to a hammer and then bash the door with with it which explodes a hole a perfectly spherical hole in the door for him to stick his hand through he truly does it he 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 does he like does an agent 47 interaction with the door (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really it's really something it's it's really just something else um what happens after oh yeah the as soon as he as soon as mikey gets down to the bottom of the stairs uh the Mm -hmm. tall man was waiting for him yes the tall uh, man got him he just carries Mikey out into his hearse, and then Mikey fucking blast like as they're driving, Mikey blasts the rear window open, like dives out of it. Yes. Um, it's and then for, for for some in, uh, for some inexplicable reason, the tall man's car just crashes into a telephone pole and explodes. <laughs> it, it does. A uh, lot of lot of exploding car, a lot more exploding cars in this movie than I would have thought, honestly. Right. Um. So car explodes. Um. Uh, while, uh, while Michael's, like, getting, uh, doing this funny car chase, uh, Jody is, uh, investigating the mausoleum, uh, and Orb comes back, uh, we get actually, we get actually the point of view of the Orb in this one, and the Orb sees the world in Virtual Boy Vision. The, yeah, we, we see Orbo Vision. Yeah, and it's all red and black. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a jarring Damn, I can shot. Play, I can play, I can play Wario Land on here. <laughs> you can play, you can play Mario Clash on that thing, and you know what? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, you can play that one Shin Megami t- uh, Tensei game. Uh, oh my god, there was a Shin Megami Tensei game on Virtual Boy? There was, I think it was like a, one of many spinoffs. I think it was like a... There, I, I can't think of a worse thing to play on the Virtual Boy than a JRPG. Uh, it's more, it's, from the footage I saw, it looked more like a kind of, like, dungeon crawler. Anyways, we don't have to get into the library of the Virtual Boy right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what we, what we can do is, uh, uh, pour one out for the orb, because it gets blasted by a shotgun from Jody. Yeah, the the orb just gets fucking exploded. The orb explodes, and it's v- very sad. Probably the coolest thing in the movie, uh, goes, goes down, uh, kind of unceremoniously. Um... And, uh, I th- okay, at this point, I think, uh, Reggie, uh, Michael and Jody all reunited the ma- mausoleum, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and so they find a door in the mausoleum, and, uh, they open it, uh, and it's just a solid white room filled with black plastic barrels, and somehow this is the most unsettling image in the movie yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. for me. Because it just... <laughs> It just feels like the movie decided, like, okay, new aesthetic time, 
Right it's, now we're doing now we're doing uh, Willy Wonka Mike TV d- death by torture. Yes, uh, and so uh, uh, the camera pans over and there's these two silver pillars in the middle of the room, uh, and they seem to be emitting a hum. Uh, mm. And then Michael walks over and kind of like puts his hand between them and it disappears. Wait, what the heck? And then he sticks his head in between the in between the pillars. And he falls through some kind of portal. Yep, and he sees the the hell dimension where all of the gnomes and shit are. the The dwarves are experiencing slavery. They are experiencing slavery. Um, he sees the image of like the dwarves all carrying barrels on like this weird wasteland dimension, uh-huh. uh, and then gets pulled back and immediately like says like, oh. I've pieced it all together. Obviously, what's happening is that the, he needs to turn them into dwarves because the gravity on their home planet is different. And so he's making an army of slaves. And <laughs> just like, a, just a great sentence all around here. The, it's the ultimate, like, fuck dude, if you fucking say so moment of the movie. It's <laughs> right. so good. Um. It, like and then um fucking what what happens that leaves that leaves Reggie here and Mikey and Jody off fucking off doing something else I, I can't remember what exactly splits them up um I can't remember either but Reggie is left alone and Reggie has uh Reggie sees the two uh, pillars he remembers his tuning fork uh and then he says oh maybe I can put my hands on top of both the pillars and he does it and immediately everything goes to hell. <laughs> Yep. Uh, he basically single-handedly, like, brings down the entire operation with this move. Uh, and, like, uh, <laughs> uh, the, oh, I remember what, what separates them. What separates them is that the power goes out. It seems to go out. So they're, like, stumbling around in the dark, and when the power comes back on, uh, Reggie's left alone. And, like, Michael and Jody are kind of, like, stuck outside, like, lost from each other. Yeah. Uh, so next time we see them, like the wind is flying around, like there's like flashing lights. Um, uh, I believe Reggie gets stabbed by the girl at the start of the movie. Uh, and I think we learned that the girl at the start of the movie was like an alternate like form of the tall man. Yeah, well, I mean, we got that from the start of the movie because Tommy gets stabbed by the lady in lavender, and oh, then we, we, do he, get we that see his face, and then it's back to the tall man's face. Yes, 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 that's true. Damn, the tall man uh, can... The, the tall man is how... It, ha, really figured out this gender nonsense, huh? Yeah. He's either 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 a really tall, powerful undertaker or just a buxom A babe. lady in lavender. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Reggie is unfortunately stabbed. He dies. It's very sad. The 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 real poor one out for next to the orb. Reggie's death is the most uh, sorrowful one for yeah. sure for me. Um, I'll miss him in his sh- shitty little vest. Yeah, and his doo doo ass hair. I will miss him. Uh, but they uh the Jody and Michael flee. Uh, as they flee, the the mo- whole mausoleum seems to be unwritten. Yeah. It, like, warps away. Uh, and then uh, they have one final showdown to do. They say, let's... There's an old mineshaft, you know? Why don't we go lure the tall man into a mineshaft and and uh, send him back... Send him 
send make him fall down the mine shaft and send him to hell where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And they do it. Um, they do in fact do it. And then Mikey wakes up in bed, and Reggie is still alive. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. And then he's like, "Hey," and Reggie's like, "Hey, dude. Uh, sorry about Mikey. Uh, sorry about Jody. He died in a car crash. Uh, we're gonna go on a road trip." And go go pack your bags. And Mikey goes into his room to pack his bags, and there is a tall man there in the mirror, and it like fucking does the end of Friday the Thirteenth, where the hands pull him into the mirror, yes. and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, very w- weird ending. Kind of like undercuts the stakes of the whole movie. What little stakes there were, right? Um, but also it is very funny to see Reggie, like, first of all, unpour one out because Reggie's fine. Uh, second of all, Reggie's here and he's like, like, he has like a, like, heart to heart with, with, uh, Michael where he's like, man, I know I can't replace, I know that I just can't replace, uh, dear old Jody, but I'm going to do my best to look after you. I I thought that, I thought this was just like a literally, like like the end of Nightmare on Elm Street where all of Lori's friends are alive, or not Lori, I'm thinking Halloween, where all of What's-Her-Name's friends are alive again, and then they drive off, and then the Freddy Krueger car, Freddy Krueger car, uh, uh, shows up and, uh, eats them, and then, uh, her mom gets pulled through the window, and it was just a bad, it was a nightmare, another nightmare this whole time, this one. It's simply, it's simply a dream within a dream, I guess, mm-hmm. if you, I, I think, maybe. Uh, don't ask me- zero, to- on, on scale of zero to five orbs, how many orbs are you gonna give this movie? Um... You know, I think for me, it's going to be four orbs for me, because this Forbes. movie just has... Forb. <laughs> Forbes. Um, it, this movie just... I know the way I'm talking about this movie, like, it probably is kind of hard to follow and hard to, like, the thing parse is, the plot. I I, the first movie that I watch, when, 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 when all my friends get the vaccine, mm-hmm. and we can all safely get together... And smoke a big fucking duber and just pass it around. This is going to be the first movie I'm suggesting that we put on. Sensational. Uh, yeah, this movie, I think, like, makes up for its shortcomings just for, like, sheer, like, what the fuck ever it wants. Sometimes a movie comes along and just does whatever the fuck that it wants and doesn't seem to really follow any rules. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I simply have to admire such a movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, I, like I said, I, 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 this is going to land like a three and a half orbs. That's fair. And I think I'm very excited to watch this movie again when I'm not having to take notes for it because I, 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 uh, this, a thing I'm realizing about this podcast that it's really make it's making it really hard for me to actually like enjoy a movie as like right. a movie more uh, instead of like a, like a project. Right. And, I'm really looking forward to being able to go back to those times where I could just like go to a friend's house on a Wednesday night and just chill on their couch, take a big weed and then watch some fucking movie that I and not have to take notes on it. This is definitely a great movie to just kind of like let wash over you. Because again, it like for all the like unhinged ideas going on, it moves at a clip. It's a lean 90 minutes. Uh, It's like you know it's not uh it's as long not as you're not watching it. on crackle with two and a half minute ad breaks every 10 minutes yeah i feel like you got an extra hour added to your runtime <laughs> with all <laughs> <Yeah>. the ads <laughs> that you had to deal with um but the yeah um i also know that this movie is like the first in a franchise i've never seen any of the other phantasms uh and i would like to someday uh because i hear they're also pretty good like i mean you know 
capital P pretty, capital G good. Um, uh, but I would I'd love to check them out someday. The only thing I know about the sequels is that the tall man, he's fucking back, baby. Yeah, I, I imagine the orbs are back too, because that was probably the thing that made people pop the biggest uh, in the yeah. uh, in the in the original. Um, we don't have any questions this week, so we're just going to go straight into recommendations. Do you have a recommendation squared up, ready to go, or should I go first? Because I can go uh, first if you need. I can go. I think I have someone. Uh, I'm going to recommend a Twitch streamer. I think. Um, check out uh, the tw- twitch.tv slash uh, video chess. Uh, video chess is uh, someone who's uh been streaming been kind of hopping into full-time streaming over the past uh couple months and uh uh it's it's the 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 two things i will say about here's the three pitches of video chess uh one she has a way with words that is like kind of like brain poison uh Mm. where like she'll turn a phrase and then i'll just be like rotating the way those words are arranged in my mind for a while Mm-hmm. Um, two, she has a habit of like turning things into hell challenges for no good reason. Um, she just started playing the Outer Wilds. Um, and uh, at the start good, of the good, many are saying best game of 2019. Many are saying best game of 2019, and I am inclined to agree with them. Uh, uh, I have my I have a couple of hangups about the end of the game, but I'm not going to relitigate all of Outer Wilds right now. Uh, but what I will say is that she spent an entire, like, hour trying to, like, Skyrim climb out of the opening village, uh, before, like, you know, getting the, like, spaceship <laughs> and the jetpack yeah. that would have let her do that initially. So, like, she has, like, crime brain. Uh, the third thing I'll say for Video Chess is that she has, like, a text-to-speech system embedded in her, uh, chat room that's uh-huh. based on the, like, Half-Life 1 announcer. Um, oh, yes, the, the fucking, warning, 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 big ass detected. It's extremely that it's, it's fully that, um, and it started as one of my friends has that in in their server. It's great. God, it rocks. Uh, and like the thing about it is she's been like adding more and more functionality to it. And, (laughs) and so while it started out as like, uh, as just, you know, Pepsi containment breached, beep or whatever. Uh, it it it's now like people are doing like complex like sentence mixing and stuff. People uh-huh. are and like people are like composing whole songs in it. Uh, just the other day, I uh, composed uh, the TT's theme from Diddy Kong Racing using this arcane. Oh, oh my chat god! Theme. Fucking t- oh my god! I feel like you just fucking like just opened a treasured box in my mind just by saying the word TT's theme. <laughs> hey, TT. Hi there, I'm TT. No, oh no, no, wrong way. Oh my god. You know what? TT's theme is pretty fucking good. TT's uh, theme kind of goes. I'll send you the I, clip that, of That the... entire, I, I fucking, I always love the winter music. The, the, um, I think that it might be the village that I'm thinking of. The one that goes, that one fucking, like that entire soundtrack just goes. Diddy Kong Racing might have the best soundtrack on the N64. It like, that's. It, yeah, it could. It, it very well every could. song kind of just bangs. Every instrument sounds like, like where it should be. Um, it it's 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 like it instantly puts a smile on my face. That soundtrack. Uh, but yeah, I also <laughs> composed that in <laughs> Video Chess's arcane TTS system. <laughs> Fucking um, tremendous. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you that clip. Anyways, Video Chess Twitch.tv, That's my recommendation. She's funny and she's got a good community around her. Hell yeah. 
my recommendation this week is going to be it's anime time. Mm. Um, I my anime du jour lately. I, I I'm watching a shitload of shows this season, and it's, I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up with them. The only two that I'm actually keeping up with that. Uh, are not the ones that I do a podcast about, uh, which is Jujutsu Kaisen, is um, the my recommendation this week, which is Kimono Jihen. Uh, Kimono Jihen is... Did did you ever read Yu Yu Hakusho, Bean, perchance? No, I did not. I've been meaning to watch it since I did finish Hunter x Hunter recently, but uh, so, I would... Uh, the only reason I reference Yu Yu Hakusho is because it's, it bears some similarities to the starting arcs of Yu Yu Hakusho, but I digress. Right. It's about a, uh, the Kimono Jihen is about this man who is half Tanuki, half man, and he is a private eye for, uh, supernatural occurrences. But also, he happens across a lot of children who are half, like, monster, half human, that are right. being thrown to the wayside because their families fucking hate the fact that they have a, a child that makes ice, or a child that is half spider, or a child that is half ghoul, and they want these children to fucking go away. And so he just kind of takes them in, so he just has, like, a little stable of, like, 13-year-old monster children that he... God. That he kind of uses for questionable labor practices, but it's it's very fun. I enjoy, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, the OP is great. It's by um, uh, Daisuke Ono, aka Mr. Jotaro Kujo, um, yeah. and uh, it's I'm just really having a good time with it. There is the I I really love the uh, very dumb fox girl who is who is just. Uh, she's not very smart. At one point, she has to try and take the head of a character. Uh, because like her, her boss tells her, Hey, go get this kid's head. I need this kid's head. And so, um, the Tanuki guy, uh, does like some Tanuki magic to an orange. And then the kid whose head that she wants to take, he just zips up his hood to cover his head. And she's like, okay, this is his head that I have now because the orange looks like a head now. Oh, amazing. What did you say this was called? Kimono Jihen. Kimono Jihen. I will have to take a look because I'm always on the pursuit for new anime. It's, uh, it's, if you want to recommend, I mean, I've also got some other recommendations from this season if you want to just jaw for a little bit after this episode. Uh, I know you've been talking about ReZero a lot. A lot of people have been talking about ReZero. ReZero uh, is, well, okay, we can't talk about this more on the episode because I okay. have to, we have to, so, uh, but I yes. will talk to you about ReZero at length after we're done with this episode. Bean, okay. where, can, where can people find you online? Uh, you can follow me on twitter.com, the famous website everybody loves. I'm Barrier Trio there. That's B-A-R-R-I-E-R-T-R-I-O. Uh, it's locked, but that's only so that I can hide from my employer. So as long as you aren't my boss, you can feel free to shoot me a follow, and I'll probably allow it. Um, and also... Uh, I have a podcast on noisepace.xyz. Uh, it's on hiatus right now, but it'll come back someday. Uh, the podcast is called The Island Shuffle, and the premise is that me and my dear friend James Brown uh, are watching Lost in a completely random order. Uh, so check that out if, you, if, if you'd like to hear more of my silly little voice. I should watch Lost. I'm in the middle of another long... Like, in addition to all the anime I'm watching, I'm in the middle of another long TV project, which is watching The Sopranos. Yes. Uh, but I should watch Lost. Also, The Sopranos is really fucking good. The Sopranos is really fucking good, like, is the, the thing the, about the, the Sopranos. The thing is, everyone loves to jerk off about how good The Sopranos is, but the thing is that they're right to jerk off about it. They're it's right. Like, it's a jerk-off-worthy show of quality. One thing about The Sopranos that I had forgotten is that it's really fucking funny. <laughs> It's so funny. Everything with um with Tony's mother is every word out of her mouth that is not extremely racist is very funny. <laughs> it makes it's a show that can really make me laugh a lot. There's a scene yeah. where the 
I, I uh, also love the, the interaction between Christopher and Polly of like, did you ever feel like nothing good was ever going to happen to you? Yeah, and nothing did. So what? <laughs> God, Polly's, Polly's, Polly is all time. Polly's uh, so good. God, uh, yes. So, Sopranos, funny. Lost? Uh, you know. Locke put, put, puts an orange into his mouth and does a big smile. What's he not does, funny about that? He does do a big smile. There's there's a lot to like about Lost. Uh, it's a show that I've got opinions about, and those opinions are well documented, so I won't bother, <laughs> uh, I won't bother repeating them. Yeah. <laughs> um... Thank you very much, uh, first of all, Bean, for being on this episode. This was a blast. Uh, even if this was at the end of a very long day for me, this was a very good way to spend an hour and 15 minutes. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm um, thrilled to be on. I'm a, I, I, did you know that I like the podcast? And, thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, thank you to Seda, who does the intro and outro music for this podcast. Listen to them making music under people you meet outside of bars or head to gaygothvibes.online for a direct, uh, a direct trajectory to their band camp. Thank you to Blair Kitch, who is my regular editor for these podcasts most weeks. Uh, he can be found on Twitter at Blair Kitch if you would like to follow him for all of his wonderful little insights and also pictures of his, uh, him and his roommates, adorable little kitties. They're the fluffiest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life, and I cannot believe that they are real sometimes. Thank you very much to Matt GameCube for Noisebase.xyz, which hosts this and so many other wonderful podcasts, like The Island Shuffle. It also hosts my other podcasts, which are The Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with the aforementioned Blair and Seda. It hosts Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast made by Foreign of the Terminally Online. And that up, we had a big bracket of uh, Trump, ep- we had a big bracket of Trump funny moments uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was a real fun episode. Episode, a real humdinger of an episode. Kind of had to learn about some really stupid shit that happened during that presidency that I was not aware of beforehand. You can also listen to my newest podcast, Special Grade Snacks, which is my Jujutsu Kaisen watch long podcast that I do with my very, very good friend Kay. And um, I think if you'll if you'll forgive me for rambling a little bit, I think Jujutsu Kaisen is a very good show, and I think it would be a very fun thing for you to listen to, the listening audience, and also to go watch the show. You know what? Honestly, I would rather you watch the show and not listen to Special Grade Snacks than listen to Special Grade Snacks and not watch the show. The show of Jujutsu Kaisen is good, and the show of Special Grade Snacks is also good. Thank you very much. Uh, if you would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash fearbaiting, um, $1 a month can get you, if we get the episodes up early, I've been really inconsistent with the episodes lately, and I do apologize for that. Um, I have been getting back to school these last couple of weeks, and as things have settled in for me, it's just been a little bit of growing pains getting back to this routine. Uh, things should be a little bit more under control now. Uh, oh my god, I just realized I didn't, I fucking did not talk about what we have going on next month. Next month is March Night Shyamalan, which is going to be an entire month of M. Night Shyamalan movies, which all of which are going to, I believe all of which, I, 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 I <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, all of which are going to feature your friend and mine, the aforementioned Blair Kitch coming on, and some of them are going to have some other guests, and it's going to be an absolute fucking delight to podcast about, because I have not seen any M. Night Shyamalan movies that are not The Sixth Sense, and we are doing some absolute, we are doing some juicy movies. This so, fucking rocks. I am w- w- awaiting the happening with bated breath. Thank you. Yeah, we are. I'm very excited for March Night Shyamalan. So the um, we're not going to have a gap. We're not going to have a gap week in March. Uh, every week, every week in March is going to have an episode, if I'm not mistaken, by the uh, shake out of the calendar. 
but so yeah, tune in for March Night Shyamalan. Um, but as I was saying, um, the episodes are supposed to, are likely to be coming out at a faster clip, at a at a more regular clip now. So one buck a month will get you those early episodes when we get them up early. Five bucks a month get your name right on the podcast. Ten bucks a month, all that stuff, and also you can make us watch your movies. Thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Kit Spindler. Palm, no, not Palmeran. Palmeran, Palmeran. Sorry, I'm doing I'm doing this off of memory because I've read these five names so many times. Thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Kit Spindler, Palmeran, Ducky Aisha, and hmm, we love you all so so much. If you would like to find more of me, I'm on Twitter at sunhatzenya, S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. We're also at fairbaiting on Twitter. I believe that's everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah, and I'm Bean, and remember. You can put a fucked up tall guy anywhere. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Sweet dream.